Hello awesome listeners, my name is Joan and I'm so happy to have you back here. Today I'm going to be having an amazing episode and I've hosted three beautiful ladies and two handsome gentlemen who are going to be sharing their experiences on low self-esteem and how they were able to overcome low self-esteem. So I'm going to give them a chance to introduce themselves then we go right into the matter. As she said, awesome listeners. Nice to be here. Nice to talk to you. My name is Abel. And my name is Ivan. I'm very excited to be here and be part of this uh, amazing conversation. All right. Hi, everyone. My name is Dorothy Nafula. I'm so excited to be a part of this group sharing today. Hi, everyone. My name is Ikel Fiona Natalie, and I'm happy to be part of this. Hello, listeners. My name is Sharon, and I'm very happy to be here. Thank you so much for introducing yourselves. So I think this is the point where we get into the real, real matter. I know we all have insecurities and we have those things that keep making us feel like we are not enough. Things that keep making us feel like you're not beautiful enough, you're not handsome enough. So today I want you guys to share your experiences. What is that one thing that, you know, has always made you or made you feel like, you know, you're not good enough and it puts you down? before we go into how you are able to overcome. So I've had a couple of bad experiences that really put me down in terms of self-esteem. The first was, I remember as a child, I loved putting on shorts. But one day I got to my sister's room, you know, showing off this lovely shirt that I had gotten. Then she tells me about how ugly my legs were, you know, how bad my legs were. And ever since that day, it made me hate shots. That uh, that comment that she gave made me hate shots for the rest of my life. Till now, I know I might have overcome the the feeling, you know, along the way. But I hated the the fact that you know I might put on shots and someone might laugh. And then the other was when I was in school. I was in a school where we had different cultures, and most of the cultures being the Western cultures. So it made my life a bit hard in that, you know, I was laughed at because of the fact that I was black. Because of the fact that, and not, not just being black in African descent, but also being black in color, I was dark. So this made people, you know, this made the other children make fun of me, which really put me down at the beginning. But I believe this is something that I also overcame along the way. Thank you so much, Abel, for sharing and the fact that you are able to highlight two different factors. You know, we also have body image worries because your sister told you your legs are bad, you cannot wear shorts. Then you also linked it to the other part where you were. I don't know if you were the darkest. <laughs> you were, I don't know if you're now a little bit light, but Abel was the darkest kid in his class and that also made him lose a lot of self-esteem. So, Ivan, what do you have to say? Uh, my experience was uh, quite unique growing up. I used to be this person who was uh, so slow. Okay, I believed I was. I don't know why I had that mentality that I was so slow. But I remember back in school, uh, my uh, teacher would even ask questions in class. And you see my friends are all raising their hands, ready to give an answer. But... I was just there wondering, now what should I say? Like, it would take me, like, at least a minute to think of what to say. So, by that, I really felt um, I was slow. And the other thing, I was uh, 
I used to feel like standing in front of people who had to speak. And by that, I started feeling like I wasn't good enough because everyone was doing things that I couldn't do. Like, so it really dragged me down. And to a certain point, I started being alone. But, you know, when you're growing up, you keep uh, looking at things in a different way. So uh, I realized that that was something I really needed to outgrow because it was going to affect my academics and me as a person. Thank you so much, Ivan, for sharing. I know most of you are listening to only the male voices and you're wondering where are the females. So I have a female right here. What do you have to say? What has your experience been like? What's that one thing that really, really put you off and you're like, oh no, I don't think I'm beautiful enough. Okay, thank you. Um, me, my experience, um, it's a bit different from my other colleagues because I'm lucky that as I was growing up, all my childhood, I had this high self-esteem from primary to secondary. But in 2016, that was... It, everything changed. Mm. Um, I remember I had just finished my senior six and I didn't pass so well. So my dad used that against me every time he would say I'm a dull kid um, I didn't pass I'm not like other children at that point I felt like I was useless I felt like I don't have anything I felt so down and it hurt me a lot because every time I would sit in the house he would remind me of how I didn't pass well so it reached a point I also started believing that okay maybe it's I'm really dull. maybe I'm dull. Mm. So it took me a long time to really fight this low self-esteem but I thank God that I had positive friends around me that always encouraged me that this is not the end of it all. So it helped me gather myself up but it was a process because yeah. it took me like two years to truly accept that you're not really down. Exactly. Just, exactly. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this is it. So that was really the hardest time that I felt, okay, I've lost it. This is it. Yeah. Wow, that was a little emotional and it got me it got me thinking and remembering, you know, in most cases and this is to the parents who are listening in, even to we who are listening in and we do not have children yet, but we are going that way. In most cases, you know, you find someone loses their esteem and it's coming from people they really love. You know, it's different when you're moving and a random Border person, or you know, taxi guy, or a market lady mentions like utters something to you. Of course, they are going to utter something negative, but it won't really affect you as much as someone who is really dear to you. You know, you're in a house and your father keeps reminding you, Oh, no, you're unsmart, you're, you're very dull, you're not a clever kid, you're not even going to go to the university. And I think as 
as parents to be or as parents those who are listening in and you are parents i think this is something we need to work on you need to you know speak words of affirmation to your children so i'm imagining like ikel's story her own father was the one who made her feel she's not smart enough just because she didn't, she did not get the points he thought she would get and it took her two good years so i'm imagining those two good years you know i don't know whatever transpired but these things usually come from people that are so dear to us and i think that really needs to change so thank you so much for sharing dorothy once again so my experience is is quite um also a unique one i must say um when i was a child i never knew i would lead so i, I always knew a leaders are okay anyone to lead or take part in an activity as the lead person is you know something very okay you must be someone very special someone very good at things someone that's very famous and all all that good energy around you so when i reached my primary 6 in my school they used to nominate people to be like leaders or to contest so they nominated me and and my my opponent was some famous girl in school So on the day for elections our uh, people would stand behind you and you know they vote and they count the number of people behind you so my opponent got more people than me then after that I, of course I lost it was very not nice okay and I, I never wanted to be a leader but I lost and it wasn't nice so yeah, somehow I wanted like win but I never wanted to be a leader so I I gave up on leadership. I knew I would never ever lead even if it is not having a position or role. I knew I would never lead because I never had anything good or anything special to make me win a co- in a competition. So it took me time. It's not until I reached my university that I started believing I would lead. Thank you so much Dorothy for sharing and I like that diversity of all your experiences because we have someone who had body image issues we had someone who felt he was slower than others then we also have someone who shared about the academic bit then we also have leadership so aren't you, i'm excited to listen in from that next lady sharon what do you have to say thank you so much joan um my experience about low self esteem was how i used to perceive myself no matter how good i was no matter how people around me would appreciate whatever i was doing i used to think i wasn't good enough and i used to think that maybe there is someone else who can do better than i am but somehow i learned how to deal with it Okay so I think in my other podcasts I'm uh, sharing about how sometimes we have external factors influencing low self esteem but for Sharon's case it was internal she just felt she wasn't good enough no matter how much people told her you know Sharon you this you that but for her it was internal she just felt like she wasn't good enough so to you guys aren't you to share how were you able to overcome to Ivan you said you felt like you were slower than all the other kids to ever you felt like you really had bad legs to we clearly took you two good years just like you narrated so how are you guys able to overcome because i know people are listening in and they could be having similar 
experiences like your own but they are stuck they do not know where to start from so how are you guys able to overcome yeah so how i've been able to overcome uh, low self-esteem i've uh, really learned to accept who i am and believing that people are unique and different like i won't be good i won't be as good as john or as good as abel or any other person but i would be as good as me because that's who i am yeah so that's one thing I, uh, that helped me to overcome uh, low self-esteem and then the other thing is just working as a group because when you work with a uh, someone who is much more better or talented uh, than you you get to learn something a few things about them and that trust me can transform your life so with me that's how like i got to fight the low self-esteem that i had okay thank you so much ivan and he embraced the fact that he is different we are unique and i think that's something that most of us need to learn in most cases you want to be like your neighbor I mean, I want to be like Ikel, I want to be like Dorothy, I want to be like Sharon, I want to be like Ivan, I want to be like Ebo. You literally want to be like everyone. But once you learn that you are unique, you are special just the way you are, I think you're good to go. So thank you so much, Ivan, for highlighting that. So Ikel, it took you two good years to overcome all the negativity that your father threw at you. How are you able to overcome what happened in those two years? Who encouraged you and how... Basically, how are you able to overcome? Um, how I go to overcome this low self-esteem? Uh, one one person I want to first thank is the Almighty. The Almighty God. Yes. God. Um, prayer has been something that has helped me, and then also my mom. My mom, every time my dad would say something negative, she would sit me and she's like, but you know that's how your dad is. Don't mind him. Every time she would always at least find room to encourage me and say things will be better. So as she was giving me all these positive things, then also my siblings and my friends, I was like, okay. I think I can make it. And I remember when I first finished the first semester because I did accounting and finance and I performed so well. Mm, that was it. I was like, okay, I think I think I'm not dull. Mm, what did your father say? I was like, okay, I think still my dad was not still happy. For him he was still there. But me, my results for the first semester. I was like I'm not dull. By the time I I can get these good marks, that means even other semesters, I'll be better. So every time I would like discuss, I made use of discussion groups and be better in everything I do. So with time, I got to overcome it. And I'm so proud of myself because by the time I finished, I got a second class upper. Oh, we are so proud of you. Yes, wow. and I'm also wow. proud of myself. So, yeah. That's that's so amazing. And it actually reminds me of my own experience. I studied with Ikel. We have been friends from, I think, way back. In our level, actually, from senior three, we had this teacher. I won't mention his name because he may probably be listening in. Hi, teacher. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I will never forget, he used to call us dummies. I don't know you guys, you know dummies, eh? 
of Ubuntu, those both things that are in boutiques, you know, they are the ones that, yeah, so we were literally dummies. And the reason that's why he called us dummies, it was because he felt we were slow learners, we were not smart enough. And I think he had about six to ten favorite students. The rest of us were just dummies. So I remember in HSC, he used to always emphasize, you guys will never go to, you know, Macquarie University is treasured it is you know it's like a darling university for each and every one even while you're studying your parents are like read hard and go to mccurry so this guy told us you guys will never go to mccurry and you know people always want to laugh at chambogo they think people who go to chambogo are unsmart and all so he told us in my class only five people are going to ch- to Makere and the rest of you are going to Chambogo. So actually, Ebo is nodding his head because he went to Chambogo and he got a second class upper, Kongs. So, you know, he kept telling us, so either going to Chambogo or you're going to any institute. If not, you won't actually. You'll just go and do a course at YMCA. That's what he kept telling us. So, you know, even as, and you're in Form 5, you're in Form 6, you grow up thinking you're not smart enough. But me, I would love to appreciate my parents because they were, the, they were my strongest support system. My big brother would always tell me, you know what, Joanne, you're going to make it. And trust me, I told myself, I'm going to make sure I get all the, like, the tiniest points so that I'm able to go to Macquarie. So I promised myself, I told myself, God, if I go to Macquarie University and I graduate, I'm going to take a picture in my gown. And you know the gowns of these days have a logo like showing Macquarie University, like graduation year and all. So I told myself, I'll take a picture and send it to my teacher. That was it. Not to just make him feel like, hey, but to make him know that, you know what, you do not need to discourage students. Because many students study in school, P1 up to like secondary, and the teachers keep telling you, you're stupid, you're dull, you're this, you know, even when they can, but just because, you know, you're used to teachers telling you, for you, you're really dull. So, and it's what I did when I graduated earlier this year. I took a picture, sent it to him via Facebook and told him, good morning, sir. And he was shocked. Yeah. He was like, wow. And then he started asking me about his 10 smart students, whether they graduated. I just told him, I think they did. And I know wherever he is, it was, you know, food for thought to him and to each and everyone there. You don't need to keep discouraging people that, you know what, you're unsmart, you're dull, because that's good enough to put people off. But I'm glad I had a good support system. My family was really supportive. My friends were very, very supportive. Okay, so Ebo, how are you able to overcome? Do you wear shorts now or? So about the shorts, um, I am not really a fan of shorts unless I'm at the beach or by the pool. Yeah, at least there is an improvement there. But when it came to the image about, you know, the, the fact I talked about, about my skin color, I remember I used to go to Sunday school and there was this teacher. I remember teacher Harriet, Aunt Harriet. And she used to tell us, you're created in God's image. So one day I go up to Handa, I share my experience about how, you know, how I'm dark, dark as in dark in color, and how children at school are laughing at me, children from other cultures are laughing at me because I'm dark. And she was like, you don't have to laugh. You have all of us who are dark, just like you. And we and you are family. You know, that made it, you know, it, it, it made me feel like I had the you whole continent behind my... my... Fellow dark people. Exactly. You know, 
so along the way i i got to appreciate myself and also got to appreciate the the people you know around me not only the dark ones but also you know people from different cultures knowing that wherever we are we are special you know in our own way and i appreciate that so that that helped me to overcome low self esteem mm, wow having a great support system is the best thing yeah and i think each and every one of us needs to have that support system eh? You know, when you feel you're low, you're feeling low, you just call Ikel and be like, it's this and this and this. Then she encourages you and you feel like things are better. Okay, so Dorothy, your case was about leadership. You said you lost. Eh? <laughs> Sorry, but <laughs> you lost the elections and that made you feel like you're not fit to become a leader. How are you able to cope? Did you go ahead to contest for more leadership positions or you left it at that? What's, what's your experience? How are you able to overcome Um, my experience with overcoming the the loss of esteem in line with leadership. Uh, actually, I never contested for leadership up to like my university stage from primary, secondary, nothing. I never even participated in things that never required me to have a leadership role. Like sometimes they would say, "We need people to do this," and you're like, "I don't think I can take lead in that." That was me for the whole like time up to when I reached university. So when I reached university, I I, I got a scholarship the, with the Mastercard Foundation Scholars Program. And one of the things they would talk about was leadership. Leadership was emphasized every like now and then. Everywhere they would tell us you can be leaders at home, you can be leaders anywhere and from there. I started taking part in leadership. I contested. I won. I now don't fear leading people even if they're older than me. I, I always take it up and I know I can lead. Even if it's not having a role, I can always lead. Yeah. Um, so how does it feel to be a leader and to be able to like address a crowd and, you know... You never know. I may go for... Uh, MP or, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's still it's still a good position anyway. I could yeah. still go. Yeah. I think about addressing the public, you, you don't have to be a leader to be able to address the public. It all comes back to sometimes why we, we feel nervous, we, we, we shake when we are addressing like a big crowd is because sometimes you don't know what you're going to talk about or sometimes it's just natural, I must say. Like, you always... If it's something that is quite beyond you, you would always have like second thoughts. Yes, yes. But then most of the times, if you don't have, okay, if you don't know what you're exactly talking about or you're not sure of what you're going to do before the public, it affects you largely. So it is good you prepare enough so you don't fear to address the public. But also leadership, you don't have to have a role to lead. Even in small things like in friendship, you can lead. Also, one thing I forgot to mention was the environment that we, 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 you know, we, yeah, we live in and we spend most of our time with is, is a major, is also a big to our low self-esteem because imagine I hadn't engaged in those MasterCard trainings and all that. I, I don't think I would even be here with you guys. You'd probably be somewhere in Busia. 
<laughs> married with ten, 10 children so thank you so much Dorothy for sharing so Sharon yours was internal you know however much people would tell you Sharon you're good enough Sharon you have a good accent I don't know if you guys are paying attention to Sharon's English Sharon's English is just awesome Ebok says awesome but Sharon's English is that the eat deal. So Sharon, how are you able to overcome? How are you able to believe that? Yes, you are as good as people tell you you are. Yeah, my turning point was when I lost my father back then in 2014. Um, during that time, my father passed on around November and he had a school in the village. I realized the hassles that my mother was going through so in my second year at campus that was second year first semester people were complaining a lot funds were being handled very poorly teachers weren't being paid their salaries so being that i was among the people who stayed with my father in the last days i went i traveled to the village because by that time i was in my holidays I traveled to the village and started supporting my mother. I supported my mother for almost three months. That's a full term. I remember it was a second term. And by the time I left, I traveled back to Kampala. Everything was in place. Teachers had been paid their salaries and everything had come to be to yeah everything had come to normal so that's how i realized that i'm good that's how i came to know that yes i can do this and i started believing in myself okay oh yeah that's a little sad so for sharon it it took her it took someone else's life for her to realize she's actually good enough she realized she could actually do things in a perfect way or in a good way after her father passing on that's when she realized she can be able to handle a whole school she can be able to support even her own mother so thank you so much sharon and each and everyone for sharing and to those listening in i know these different experiences these were heart touching is it heart touching yes heart touching experiences and these are things that happen to us in our daily lives so to those listening in i hope this was helpful i hope you've picked a thing or two and to those who are still battling with low self-esteem i just want to keep encouraging you that you are beautiful you are handsome you are enough just the way you are so to those that have hosted today do you have any last words there is this song i think it's by bruno mars you know, it's something that I really like. It's a song I really like. You're amazing. So it has been really, really nice hosting you guys. Thank you so much for taking off your time to be here with me. And to those listening in up to this very last point, thank you so much for listening in. Till next time, bye.